Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your Geek News Roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is my co-host, Hector. Hello. And this week on the show, we're going to get back into the swing of the new year with a special What Are We Looking Forward To in 2022 episode. We're going to cover all the nerdy TV, movies, and games that we're hyped for this year. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. We have actually finalized our plans for the PT episode, and we will be recording that next Thursday before our main broadcast. For those of you watching at home, you might have noticed we are in a new studio. Yep. So between that and me learning to produce the show, please give us all your thoughts on the audio, please. Mm. I need to know if we sound good, if we need some improvement. All of your input really helps us make a better show for you. So with all that out of the way, it's time to talk 2022. 2022. All right, everybody, it's time for us to jump into all the nerdy things that we are excited for in 2022. We are hyped. There are so many great things coming out. I mean, to, to start the whole conversation off in a, in a very honest fashion, obviously, it's been a rough couple of years. Yeah, no, I feel like, I mean, as soon as 2020 is over, man, things are going to start looking yeah, up. Yeah, as soon as 2020 is over. It's, man, been, it's been a rough year, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> 2020 was hard. And continues to be hard. And continues to be. But this is why we're here to talk about the fun stuff, right? Because honestly, as a geek, this is the stuff that gets us through the year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. You know, like doing the show with you keeps my sanity. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we get together once a, a week, have drinks, talk about the news. Um, it, it for the last, you know, two years has kept me going. Oh, in, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, same. Just yeah. getting together outside the show to make sure we're seeing the same movies, yeah. you know, talking about the same games. Um, yeah, just you know, having having something to do to stay busy yeah. and, you know, needing to upkeep that thing has definitely, like, yeah, kept me sane, kept me going, kept me from, you know, wallowing in, uh, you know, the COVID of it all. Yeah. And this isn't, and I don't even mean to make this kind of a sh- shameless self-promotion here, but, like, if you're having a rough time, um, you can always hop over to, like, at GNGGCast on Twitter, tweet out. I'm, I'm always checking our Twitter. Like, if you just need to talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just like talk whatever nerdy BS with you if it'll help you get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something. And again, I'm not meaning that as a promotion. I just mean it's been a hard couple of years. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us, please absolutely reach out and do that. So let's kick things off talking about TV, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of nerdy stuff coming out in TV. In fact, as of today, the show Peacemaker uh, was just released on HBO. Ooh, yeah. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to watch a little bit of that after this. Mm-hmm. So Peacemaker is, of course, the spinoff series from the uh, Suicide Squad movie. This is James Dead Gunn's Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. yeah. And this is the movie that, or the show that not everybody knew that they wanted until they saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then, exactly. And then they saw the movie and went, can we have more of that, please? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the funny thing is I knew John Cena was like stretching his you know, Dwayne Johnson legs and getting out into the acting world. Yeah. Um, you know, he did a Fast and the Furious movie. He's done a couple things. It looks like he's genuinely funny. And then he shows up uh, in, you know, Guns Guardians of the Galaxy as like the perfect John Cena character. Mm-hmm. Like the absolute perfect John Cena character. And it is hilarious and serious and like threatening, but always funny. Always, always funny. And, yeah, as soon as they said, hey, we're going to make a show about one of the people, and it's like, oh, which one? Are we getting, like, a Rick Flag show? It's like, no, it's Peacemaker. I'm like, 
That's so much better. That's so <laughs> much better. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw, I, obviously we're excited for it because like we're at the point where we're just like, yes, please put this in our face. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we're going to watch it tonight. Um, I think James Gunn has obviously been killing it in, in the film space for oh, a long yeah. time. We all know that. We all watch Guardians. We all watch Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. I'm curious to see what he's going to really be doing when he dives into this episodic content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Does he just make it like one long movie or does he like really play to the episode to episode of it all? You know? Yeah, no, that's an interesting point because I know they released the first three apparently. So maybe like he got a good chunk of like movie content. So where things should start slowing down afterwards. I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. But yeah. um, I think it's going to start off very strong. One of the more interesting things that is going to be coming out this year that I'm curious about is, uh, and we've talked about this before on the show, the new um, show Bel Air. Oh, that's the um, the dark, uh, fresh print story, right? Right. And so for those of you who are not familiar with it, there was a uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, you know, I'm going to call it remake, but mm-hmm. somebody did a dark version of it and they put out the trailer online and enough people saw it and it got the attention of like Will Smith. And he was like, I kind of want to make this into a show. Mm-hmm. And so they're taking the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and doing this kind of mini-series with it, and it's going to be the same concept, Mm -hmm. but it's dark. Yeah, and so you have to imagine what this might be like for the mental health of someone uh, who wasn't as charming and charismatic and carefree as Will Smith if they were, you know, a young boy of color who basically almost like a refugee is forced to flee the city they live in and move out with their family in a place so incredibly foreign to them in a class system so incredibly foreign to them not knowing the rules not knowing how to act i mean it sounds kind of really scary honestly because i mean i mean especially given the last two years of it all right oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean react the wrong way around certain kinds of people and just because of the color of your skin i mean you you're, you're in jail all of a sudden yeah. you know police are around and we all know how police are around mm-hmm. black people and i don't think that they're going to shy away from this content i, think I hope not yeah i, I mean if, 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 if that's the point of the show that we're getting a darker version of the show then yeah i hope that that is you know the focus of it yeah absolutely uh, so that's like one of the darker things that are going to be coming out. And obviously when we say like it's a dark version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that, that phrase can turn a lot of people off. But from what I understand, they're really approaching this material and and everything around it with a mm-hmm. lot of care yeah. and a lot of love. Um, obviously it's got Will Smith's blessing. I believe he's the executive producer on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one of the more fascinating things that will probably be coming out. Um, man, lots of nerdy TV this year. It's a good year to be a nerd and watch TV. Oh yeah. Um, the one of the ones I'm kind of curious about is the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. You know, that is one of those things that, and I know we did just get the Wheel of Time series, and that it's um, by all accounts very decent and definitely worth a watch. Yeah. I've seen the first episode. I know nothing about the Wheel of Time because yeah. um, I've never read, read any of the books. I haven't read the Wheel of Time since I was a kid. Yeah, um, so there was a lot of catching up in the first episode of just, like, understanding certain concepts. Right. But it, just saying that, like, I, that, like it took uh, a... We knew about that show, about uh, Wheel of Time, um, more recently than we heard Amazon was going to make a Lord of the Rings show. Mm-hmm. They said that before the first season of The Witcher came out. 
They said that a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. And we still haven't seen hide nor hair of it. So that's one of those things, like, if it's supposed to come out this year, fine, but I kind of believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about it. And it's going to be interesting because... Yes, a lot of the people are fans of Lord of the Rings through the books, but also a lot more people are fans through the movies, right? Yes. And this is not a Peter Jackson production. Um, this is a unfamiliar time within it, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're setting it this... It's a whole, like, diving into the mythology of Middle-earth. Um, what will a Lord of the Rings movie or Amazon series be like if we say don't have the theme that we're used to from watching them? Ooh, right? yeah. I feel like that would... That would worry some people. Yeah, that would... I mean, yeah, not having the Lord of the Rings theme. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that would be awkward as fuck, honestly. Uh, There's a Halo series coming out this year. Finally, the Halo series. Oh, yeah. Again, here's another one. 100% uh, when it's it's there in in the queue, ready to be streamed, (laughs) I'll be like, hey, this came out. (laughs) Otherwise, I mean, yeah, a Halo project has been in the works for... Either television or movies since Halo Three came out. Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely true. So you just uh, this is a believe it when I see it kind of thing. Believe it when I see it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Mike Flanagan is going to have a new Netflix show. Obviously, of uh, course he is. Uh, he's doing something called The Midnight Club. It's a adaptation of the Christopher Pike young adult novel. We talked about this on the show uh, mm. about a month or so back that he's going to be doing it. That's right. Uh, Flanagan adapting a young adult horror. Is going to be fascinating to me. Yeah, that should be really interesting. I'm wondering if his game is to make, you know, horror similar to what he makes, but for younger people, or if he plans to, or if he's going to adult it up, age up yeah. the, the the you know the 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 YA novel for because he thought the concept was genuinely frightening. Right. I mean, it's entirely possible, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that. It, as we always say on this show, it's very exciting when we do get good young adult or horror aimed for kids, right? Yeah. Because it's just, it doesn't have too many, there aren't that many properties out there that we get. Mm -hmm. You know, we do get the R.L. Steins of the world, but even those get limited releases. You know, we do get fortunate when things like Goosebumps comes along or, you know, anything in that vein, but there isn't a ton of horror that's geared towards the younger audience. True. So while there's a part of me that goes, I really want Flanagan to age it up because I'm an adult now, mm-hmm. there's the other part of me that goes, I really do want horror for the next generation. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why, you know, uh, when A House with a Clock in Its Walls came out, like that was such a big thing I for me. I still need to watch that. It's great. Yeah. It, it, it's really good. I would take any any number of kids to go see that. That's like, awesome. It's, it's really good. Big a uh, year for... Being a nerd in terms of things like Star Wars and Marvel, though. Of course. uh, Down the pipeline, we've got Moon Knight right around the corner. Yeah, really looking forward to Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I finally saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this is what y'all were talking about. Yeah, Yeah, and we've been talking about, you know, a Moon Knight adaptation since... Like, like two apartments ago, two yeah. apartments and a house ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we've been talking about that one for a long, long time. And yeah. I, I, this one, I've seen a trailer for it. And since it's Marvel, I know it's coming out. I didn't know how I was going to feel about Moon Knight. Obviously, I was one of those people, much like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I grew up loving these characters, but a lot of the characters that I loved growing up were like D and C list Marvel characters. Fair. So people like Hawkeye, people like Moon Knight, um, you know, I... If there was a theoretical Marvel playground, I would have been the kid that got picked on for liking them, right? Right, yeah. Um, the C and D listers. Right, yeah. and so getting to see like... So here's the thing about Moon Knight. I was a little worried about Moon Knight because he's a very out there character and mm-hmm. very so much very different than a lot of the heroes that we see on the screen. I was worried about that until I saw Hawkeye. 
Yeah. Because Hawkeye, the TV series, really did adapt the weirdness of Matt Fraction's run, mm-hmm. you know, down to the tracksuit mafia that always says bro all the time. Like, yeah. They were able to adapt that weirdness in such a way that I'm like, if this is where we're going with Moon Knight, like, they're just going to go balls out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited for Moon Knight. I will watch Oscar Isaacs do anything, and I'll watch it for a long time. Yeah, Miss Marvel's going to be coming out, obviously. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be having, uh, they're going to be introducing. Uh, America Chavez, mm-hmm. um, who's one of the characters uh, from the Marvel Universe. We know that Kamala Khan obviously is Miss Marvel. We will be seeing her. Um, so that'll be really fantastic to see. We also know that this is going to be tying into eventually um, the new Captain Marvel movie. Okay. Like the, yeah. This is all. So we're going to get both we're, of them we're, at we're, once? We're getting our plan to get to the new Captain Marvel movie by way of Miss Marvel. I like that. That right. sounds fun. So that'll be really cool. Um, of course, there's going to be the She-Hulk series. I'm super, super excited about the She-Hulk series. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about She-Hulk just as a, a, a as a series. Put a, a, Charlie as a series Cox of books. in She-Hulk, please. Oh, God, yes. It is a, it's yeah. a show about lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need Charlie Cox. We need him very badly. Yeah. He, I mean, he did get three seasons of Daredevil that were, uh, honestly, each season was a tiny bit too long. But the show is still very good. The other night, I was... Uh, it was a little too late to start something new, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what am I going to put on for the next hour or so before I like fall asleep? And I just like put on the first episode of Daredevil, and mm-hmm. fuck, that show holds up perfectly. Yeah. That show feels like it came out yesterday. It, sure. It's still just as cool as it was the back scene, then. The scene, if I could frame a scene from a show and put it on my wall, mm-hmm. the scene where Karen is holding him... With like the the cross behind them. Oh yeah, like it's set like a frame as a painting mm-hmm. is so good. I love that, and it's t- the reverse. It's actually reversed in the comics. Is him holding her, mm-hmm. but it, they everything else they they did perfectly from the comics. There's a really great YouTuber I'll have to recommend to you after the show where uh, during the month of December he does something called Dare Summer and all he does is do videos about Daredevil. Nice. And he puts out both about the show and the comics, and it's just all month. It's nothing but Daredevil content. It's a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah, okay. And do we know we, we know for certain that that's going to be Ewan McGregor, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. and, okay, and yeah. Hayden Christensen's coming back. Yeah, yeah, I heard that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no disrespect to the guy. I mean, he did, he was literally dude, saddled hey, with the role of... Did the best with what he had. Yeah, saddled with... What is literally the character role of a lifetime and also like the worst dialogue ever put to page mm-hmm. for a character that should have been miles deep and felt like he just had whiplash from how quickly he went from like, oh no, we have to uh, save the Republic and my wife to let me murder these children. Yeah. 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 Not his fault. Excellent actor did so well in the role. Agreed. I felt bad for him because if you go back and like read some of the history about his acting, this is also the same for the character who played uh, actor who played Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. There was so much hate against them uh, when those movies came out. Oh yeah. And like the way they were treated by the general public was so horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't treat actors like that. They're they're, yeah. doing, they're just doing their jobs. Don't by the treat way. actors like that, especially ones playing villains. Yeah. Like they're doing it on purpose. If you yeah. hate a villain, the actor is doing an incredible job, and you owe them a beer. Yeah, not don't, don't don't yell at them in public. I heard some really bad things. Um, not necessarily from the reunion, but just in and around. Um, what happened to uh, uh, the boy who played Draco Malfoy? Right. So if you have not watched it, I did watch that this oh, week. I did. Yeah. I did watch yes. it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. 
And yeah, I mean, he was treated like shit. Yeah, and just because like like he was a good actor at like six. Yeah, you same, know? same with the actor who played Joffrey. Yeah, he's like absolutely treated like shit. And That's just like, true. come on, y'all! Like, you know, this is a show. Right? Yeah, and it's funny how those people disappear from acting. It's yeah. like, oh, where'd they go? It's like, why would they keep acting? It was probably the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, absolutely. But we can't talk about 2022 without talking about the Sandman. The Sandman, Neil Gaiman, Sandman. Yeah. yeah. How exciting is this? I can't believe this is happening. I thought the same thing about American God. How but about this? Co- seems way more. How about Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer? Yeah. Like, come on. The yeah. ca- every bit of casting, you know, is just absolutely fantastic for this. I. I'm nervous for it. I'm not going to lie, Hector. I'm nervous for it because oh, the yeah. Sandman is such... If you asked me like, what's, what would be a hard-to-adapt comic, I'd be like Sandman. Sandman's yeah. got to be so hard to adapt. Yeah, it, it seems like unfilmable, not in the way that like Watchmen was like quote-unquote unfilmable because yeah. there's like, it'd be too many special effects. No, this feels unfilmable in the way that like... I don't know, like House of Leaves is unfilmable. Like yeah. you, you can't, there are concepts that are going to be really hard to tell in a purely visual medium. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, and I, I hope this doesn't ever happen in my lifetime. I honestly do believe House of Leaves is truly unfilmable. Yeah, Somebody can prove me wrong. No, but, yeah, I'm of the affirm opinion, don't try. Yeah, please don't try. I love like, that book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sandman, I mean, with Gaiman coming in, and of course there's been controversial changes made to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like, you know, bringing it into modern times. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of things going on in that arena. Um, Neil Gaiman is going to be addressing some things that should have probably existed in the book but didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's been some, a little bit of pushback from the fans, air quotes here. Right. Saying like, oh, it's not as pure as the original. Fuck this adaptation. Or your, you know, your liberal whatever agenda is being pushed into Sandman. First off. It's like, yeah, no, but, but do you read Gaiman though? Did you read the same book I did? Because yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, someone needs to tell Rage Against the Machine to stop being so political. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, are you excited about the Wednesday Adams show called Wednesday? Yes, I am. I don't know who um, Jenna Ortega is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to Google her. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 Wednesday Adams. Like that's a good concept. I, I mean, it's Tim Burton doing Wednesday Adams. So, yeah, like, this is just Tim Burton doing Tim Burton. Really? Yeah, and, it, and, and you know what? It, no one ever accused Tim Burton of not having any fun with sure. all of the skulls and the death and the knives and the anger and the scissors for hands and the tall yeah. castles and the Vincent Price and the claymation. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Yes. No matter what's going on. I mean, Coraline is terrifying, but still, still very cool. actually also on my to do list. Oh man. I, just, I never got around to it. That's fair. I think it was Tim Burton out at that point. I, I think I it's think, an easy it's an easy thing to get too much of. I think that I was you know in the midst of my being super goth and also you know hot topic and there's a certain level of pretentious goth that you get to uh-huh. where you're just like fuck fucking like Tim Burton, what am right? I doing yeah like, get that get that nightmare before Christmas away from me like come on yeah we're we're, we're better goth than this <laughs> you know and so I think there's an aspect to, to that where I just got Tim Burton out that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I still won't watch fucking Edward Scissorhands every Christmas because I just did oh for sure um, Christmas but I just I think the Coraline hit at the exact wrong time for me. Yeah. So, but Wednesday's going to be fantastic, right? I mean, yeah. No, I can't. I can't wait for something like this. I love the idea. Um, I, I want to see more of you know the characters. Yeah, I love the idea of her interacting with the world around her now. And Wednesday Adams, like the teenage goth detective. I mean, yeah. No, that's we've already lost Sabrina, right? So yep. we might as well get something to fill the Sabrina void mm-hmm. while we do it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, there's the uh, Witcher Blood Origin show that's going to be coming off. Yeah, you know, any more Witchers, good Witcher. There, I feel like a bad nerd. I haven't watched season two yet. Oh, man, season two was phenomenal. Mm. It was so, so the Witcher. It was so Witchery. Like, everything about it. They, they did the whole, like, finding monsters, finding out who the real monster is thing. Like, talking course, about the... They, they spend the whole first episode trying to please God to explain to the audience the law of surprise again. Uh, okay, yeah. Because it's like... And, like, how that links to destiny. And they, they're just like, okay, so we're here. And the last season just ended. Remind me again what I'm doing here and why I wanted to find you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of that going on, but the whole season was just a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah, and again, this is just a mistiming thing. I know that we're not doing like a what did we do like over the break, right. but like I at some point, um, it was actually after the new year. I watched as I always do, um, you know, a bunch of BBC or, or oh. British bro. Uh, Programming, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always do like big fat quiz of the year and big fat quiz of everything that they always put out. And then I just got it in my head to keep going down that slope. And so I watched like basically everything that Jimmy Carr has done. Oh god, he's got a new show that he he's put out that is absolutely hilarious. Oh, called, it'll knock you on called, your ass. Uh, called I literally just told you. And in that, like all the questions are made during the show, and it's about things that literally happened in the show, and people get it so wrong that you're just like <laughs> wow and that that was hilarious that i went down that rabbit hole and started watching eight out of ten cats and then i watched the jimmy card netflix special oh and, yeah like, his newest one is called uh, his dark material and it yeah it really mm-hmm. lives up to it yeah and so I think that, that was one of those things like The Witcher came out and I'm like, I'm watching British programming right now. I'm sorry. I don't have time for this other not British programming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there's the Netflix Resident Evil show that's going to be coming out. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Has there ever been any I saw really, the new movie. Has there ever been any really good Resident Evil non-game media? I don't know. I, uh, opinions I, vary. I, I will still back the first movie. The first movie was a I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It was the first movie had the absolute best intentions. Yeah. But it suffered from coming out when it did and the wisdom at the time being that this is how you make a video game adaptation even though it's not classically a bad video game adaptation sure. it's still a very bad adaptation of the video game it's I'd trying to adapt if you, if you have played the first resident evil game with all of its camp mm-hmm. not the remake but the original one with all oh its camp, yeah and then like watch the first movie you're like this is kind of this is in the same boat yeah yeah, well, yeah. Well, same same not same yeah yeah and, and it's fair and you know what i don't hate the movie i'll put it on pretty I, much anytime. I go into anything resident evil related with low expectations yeah you have to so it's just like you yep. Some of those animated movies are um, are pretty fire, though. The only thing that I... The animated ones are actually that. Yeah. The only thing that I don't go in with low expectations is, like, the modern video game series. After, oh, yeah. After 7, I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. Like, 8 is on my to-do list here soon. Yeah, like, like, they made 7, and then they made the remakes of 2 and 3, which are just right, fucking so awesome. By the way, haters of, like, the 3 remake, please stop. It's it, so good. Yeah, it's good. It, 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 what didn't you like about it? If you liked the remake of 2, you should really There's like the remake of There's a lot of, like, of oh, three. this could have just been DLC for 2. Or it, it, yeah, but that game was short, too. The original yep. was very short. It is. So I guess we could kind of jump from TV and head over into movies, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of movies to look forward to this year. I think. Well, I mean, right around the corner, launching tomorrow. Actually, it's time of at time of recording. Oh, you're right. Scream. Yeah, is that be... is tomorrow. Scream's coming out. Yeah. Ooh. I have heard nothing but good things. I've been avoiding trailers. 
but I've been hearing nothing but good things. I do have something to talk to you about Scream once we're off the air. So okay. We can figure out our time to go watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Scream's coming out. Early reviews are just like, holy crap, this is really good. Yep. Um, one of the best quotes I saw about it was, and this is honestly the best review that you could give of this, is Wes Craven would be proud of this movie. That. Like that. Wow. That's that's high praise. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's a bold thing to say. It's a bold statement that almost worries me. How bold of a statement that is. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try and go see it this weekend. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we'll make arrangements after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm most excited about is a movie called The Black Phone. Okay. So The Black Phone is being done by the group, uh, the same writer and director who made Sinister. This is also the same team that made uh, the original Doctor Strange. Okay, okay, right. okay. So Scott Derrickson and uh, Robert Ed- Cargill. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, he's my writing inspiration on Twitter. He uh, he does nothing but post like affirmations for writers. Just awesome. Like, hey, you could probably pump out a like a page today if you like yeah. did these things. Um, really great person to follow on Twitter. And they obviously Sinister is considered mathematically as the scariest movie ever made. <laughs> that's um, fair. Like that's how the, the, the scientific test was run. It's Sinister is one of my favorite horror movies. Ethan Hawke is absolutely always fantastic, but does especially in Sinister. Okay. Um, so it's that entire team getting back together, adapting a Joe Hill short story. And this was another one of those that was supposed to come out or be out by now, but it got pushed back because COVID is a thing that happened. And the people who went and saw it in the early film festivals were just like, I really want everybody to see this so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethan Hawke is back, by the way. He's, this is like, yeah, he's doing stuff. Sinister, yeah, he's back. A lot of the Sinister cast has gotten back together to make this Joe Hill adaptation. So. Okay. Yeah, no. That, yeah, that, that, I'm in. That sounds cool. Uh, are you excited for the Batman? The Batman, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know where to set my expectations for this. I feel like it's going to be cool, mm-hmm. and because I don't care about this Batman yet, he can kind of do whatever he wants, and I'm down with it. I don't know Robert Pattinson Batman. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, if he shows up, he's and such a good actor. Literally, just starts offing fools right. like year one style. I'm gonna be like, they, I, they I can did, get behind they this. They did announce this week that it, we originally thought it was gonna be getting an R rating, and it is gonna be PG thirteen. Okay. And I mean, that could be down to like the editing. Like, I'm sure. not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect Batman to come out and just start shooting people. Right. Yeah. And DC is trying to be less of itself lately. So maybe this is a positive thing. That's that's the thing is that I was like already kind of excited for the Batman as opposed to the haters who were like, oh, Robert Pattinson. Because they bought the first thing they right, was Twilight. Yeah. And they, like, yeah all they I can think about is Twilight. Indie stuff. Yeah. Really good indie actor, and so him playing Batman. So my standard for Batman is always, what do, what can you play? Mm-hmm. Can you play Bruce Wayne or can you play Batman? Yep. Some people like Val Kilmer can play Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Some people like Michael Keaton can play both. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Very the true. whole thing of it. That's the that's the Batman of it all. Yeah. And so when I look at it, I go, you know, I think Robert Pattinson could probably pull off both. I agreed. Absolutely. And I, agreed. And I felt that way about Affleck as well. Yeah. I was like, Ben Affleck can do both. Mm-hmm. He can pull, uh, obviously pull Bruce Wayne off, but I think that he could do Batman just, just as easily. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I thought he did a good job too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'll definitely go see Batman. I'll probably go see it opening week. And I'm really interested to see how it goes. And honestly, and I know how dumb this is, and I know I'm, you know, a 37-year-old man, but that car is fucking awesome, and I'd probably <laughs> go see the movie just for that. Yeah. Like, the car is dope. Yeah, I just got a new car recently, and... uh 
I, I affectionately call it the Batmobile because it's yeah. just like the way that it looks. It's like got that the, vibe. All, all the tech inside of it. I'm like, it's like my little Batmobile. It's not the name of the car. I have not named my car yet. But, but yeah, super excited for the Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. That comes out on March 4th. So I have to ask you, mm-hmm. because we just talked earlier about how I am a, was a big fan of those C and D list Marvel characters mm-hmm. growing up. And we do have a movie coming out that mm-hmm. was one of those C and D list characters that I yep. loved growing up was Morbius, mm-hmm. the living vampire. I, it was a character I never thought they would put into a movie. Right. Because it's like, it's like too many, it's like a hat on a hat, you know, yeah. it's like, it's a vampire, but it's like a, like a Spider-Man vampire. Right. And, yeah. and the thing is, he's an anti-villain uh, or anti-hero, much mm-hmm. like uh, Venom. Venom is. Yeah. And I believe, I want to say, and I may be misquoting here, so please don't judge me. That there was a an alternate ending in one of the Blade movies that like hinted towards Mor- Morbius. Oh, like, could in, be like Blade Two or something. And I believe that there was like an alternate ending or post credits or whatever the fuck they were doing back then that they were going to hint towards Mor- Morbius being in it. Um, so yeah, Morbius is the living vampire. This is going to be done by the same studio that did Venom. Jared Leto's playing a fucking vampire. I much like Venom. The bar is low. Yeah. If I come out of this movie entertained, then I'm I've done. I've done well. Yeah, you know, I I generally like Jared Leto and everything. I, he wasn't, I, he was far the farthest thing from my favorite Joker. Yes, but uh, he might actually be but my I, least but favorite. But I also love. feel like this is another one of those arguments of like source material. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, like it wasn't his fault. He, he was playing the character as well as he thought the character deserved to be played based on what he was presented with. Uh, at the same time, it's just like that was too much. Yes, uh, that was too much, and it was unpleasant mm-hmm. uh especially pit against harley quinn who everyone loved the second she said that step, step foot on screen mm-hmm. so that was difficult but that being said jared leto is an amazing and an effective actor and i, I like to see him in things so i'm looking forward to this so i'm gonna get up and get us some new drinks yeah but as i do that i really want hector to go on a little mini rant mm. about why you should probably not see Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Del Right, 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 right. Okay, so here's the thing about these new Harry Potter movies, right? Is that um, for our first eight movies for Harry Potter, um, uh, 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 you know, jo- Joanne fucking Rowling had oversight and story-wise uh, had some control, but. She wasn't a production control, and it, she had no no say in how to make a good movie. Mostly, she was just there to be sure that the world was still cohesive and to answer people's questions about things that they thought didn't make sense. Now that we started with Fantastic Beasts and we're doing this whole um, arc, she has a lot more control of the, over the movies, and you can tell because they're just much, much worse. They're... They went from being about characters with a lot of whimsy and then angst and then, uh, you know, terror to being special effects movies. They really do just kind of feel like special effects movies right now um, with the last two. And with really, really problematic storylines. Yeah. There's this whole... And yes, obviously, and chat said it best, don't give that bitch your money. Uh, J.K. Rowling is a fucking turf and she deserves nothing from you except for a middle finger. Uh, fuck that lady. Um, other than that, though, 
Like, yeah, these movies just feel like fucking special effects binges. And they have these really awful um, undertones of like, oh, well, the Jews, it's kind of their fault that they got holocausted. Like, it's awkward and awful because mm. it, it, if there's anything that Grindelwald is, he's Magic Hitler. That's his deal. It's pure bloods or nothing. And over the course of the movie, like, a non-pure blood gets convinced to join their cause. It's just... Ew. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Why are we writing this? Fuck this shit. Yeah, probably don't go see this movie. Probably, uh, specifically, don't pay for it. That's what I'm asking of my general audience. Yeah, if you're, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you absolutely need to get your fix. Just just illegally download it. You've heard it here first. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, things can be pirated. Piracy is still around. It didn't go away in the early two, uh, early 2010s, I promise you. Um yeah, yeah, don't, 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 Hector, don't go see this shit. It's been a rough couple of years. Yes, it has. It has been a, it's been a lot oh. of COVID, a lot of us dealing with the fact that J.K. Rowling is not a good person. Yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that um, uh, in the Harry Potter reunion on HBO, mm. um, any time that uh, Joanne is fucking speaking, they put in big titles over her head, recorded in 2019. <laughs> As if to say... <laughs> we don't talk to that bitch no more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know who is still wholesome mm. is Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is always wholesome. Are you excited for the unbearable weight of massive talent? I don't think any of us have ever been ready for the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage's massive talent. <laughs> so if you have not seen the trailer for this movie, and you are doing yourself a disservice if you have not seen the trailer for this movie, this is a movie in which Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And someone hires him to really do some Nicolas Cage acting, you know, for yeah, for, for their yeah yeah for, for their amusement yeah. It, 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 I believe he's a drug kingpin, and he really needs some like Nicolas Cage antics yeah. nearby him. Yeah, it, watch the trailer. Neil Patrick Harris is in the trailer. The whole thing is just like it's the entire premise of the movie is if Nicolas Cage just got to play himself in a hilarious situation. Yep. And I feel like this is the movie, not the movie that we need, but the movie that we deserve right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is one of those, like, especially, um, I don't know. It, it meta is not the right word. It's a little navel gazy, but it's also just very, very fun. Kind of like adaptation. This is the type of thing he's good at and taking it to this level almost makes it like come full circle, but also like jump its own well, chart. He's I don't also know. so self-aware about this. And I know that we've, oh, mentioned yeah, absolutely. This on, we've mentioned this on the show before where, you know, he was in into the spider verse and mm. you know, he's playing his character, Spider-Man noir and they get halfway through the recording session that, that day. And they're like, look, something's just not working here. And Nicholas Cage is like, Hey, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to do to, to make this better for you? Yeah. And the, the producer's like, I need you to be more Nicholas Cage with this character. And that was a stage direction that was given to Nicolas Cage. And he went, oh, I've got this. Yeah. Right? So he's aware of the meme. Oh, he knows. He right? knows. So he's aware of all of the, the existence of all this. And he wholeheartedly embraces it, which is why I'm so stupidly excited for this movie. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see it. I'll see this in theaters. And it's usually not the type of movie I would see in yeah, theaters. Absolutely. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out this year. Yeah, um, no, I have nothing but hope for this movie. It's Sam Raimi like mm -hmm. doing it. It's um, apparently it is just a jam, chock 
full of cameos and like new and old Marvel characters and like all kinds of shit coming together, like in a very Spider-Verse kind of like, oh, what the fuck are they doing in this sort of way? Right. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, I wish people would stop showing me trailers for it. Like if I never <laughs> see another trailer for this movie, I'm, right. I'd be very happy. Right. Yeah, I've kind of felt that way about the latest Spider-Man movie where it was just like, I, I don't need a bunch of trailers. Now, to be fair, Marvel's doing very good with their trailers yes, recently they and they are making sure that they don't spoil things that are, you know, by putting out their trailers. Yeah. But it's another one of those multiverse of madness. I'm like, yeah, the one trailer is fine. I yep. don't need anything else. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. You, thank you, you sold me with the title and the director. Yeah. Uh, after that, we're good. It made sense for Spider-Man a little bit because people were kind of like not as excited for Spider-Man with trailer one. And then they showed like trailer two. There's Doc Ock from the other movie. And we went, wait, what? Oh, that's true. That's true. We were all just, yeah, we were all a little bit like another homecoming movie. Okay. And yeah. yeah. So, they, they showed us. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You know, I got to admit, I, I don't, get stupid, stupidly excited about uh, kids' movies or kids' animated shows at all. It's not my it's not my jam. Right. But I did watch the trailer for the DC League of Super Pets, and I kind of want to see this one. Yeah, that looks fun. It's like the one it that does. has, like, The Rock. It's got, like, every, like, I think The Rock plays, like, Superman's dog, Crypto. Yeah. Like, there's, like, the, you know, Batman's dog, and they all act like they're superhero counterparts. <laughs> And it's like the Justice League's been kidnapped. It's up to the pets to save the day. This looks so dumb. Like, I would get, like, really drunk or high with you and just, like, watch the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Honestly, that's probably exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, if DC animates anything, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, that is true. Oh, let's see here. They made it for, the chat says they made it for the adults and says it's for the kids. You know, I could see that, though. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that shit going on right yeah. now. I mean, Spider-Verse is a good example of that. I always appreciate um, that kind of Animaniac-style humor. Yeah. Where it's like, this is for the kids, but here's all the jokes for the adults. Yeah, and they're just like winking at you the whole yeah. time, and you're like, did he just fucking say what I think he said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you excited at all for Top Gun, by the way? Mm, eh. Yeah, I just I, Top Gun wasn't one of those movies because I never I never joined the military. I thought about it when I was a teenager, but I never did, no. and I was never going to fly anyway because I have uh, poor eyesight. So See, that was my problem. I did yeah. four years of Air Force ROTC. They were like, "It's time for you to sign up, kid." And I said, "Great, I'm going to be a pilot." And they're like, "You have poor eyesight. You're not going to be a pilot." And I went, "Well, the fuck, I am." Yeah. Then, then, then why would I do all these push-ups? <laughs> fuck <Right>? off. <laughs> But yeah, no, the Top Gun was never a movie that grabbed me. I understand that it's an American classic on like a lot of levels. So I probably will end up you going like to see it. You like boys playing volleyball? I just don't. I've never really cared for volleyball. <laughs> uh, you know, just in general. Um, I really liked uh, the um, scene in the bar where, you know, all the soldiers uh, sing to a lady and then yeah. she, you know decides yeah okay i'll sleep with one of you like that's fun I, you know it's fun it, sure. it, there's a lot of great actors in the movie doing a lot of great acting it is very much military propaganda but of course it is most yeah, of is. anything that the doj consults on in the movie sphere is and that's fine it just yeah i don't know you, I, I don't care that much. Are, are you excited for the Bob's Burger movie? Yes, I fucking love Bob's Burger. That is a show all I've the never way to death. Into. Oh god, I love that I've show. Never gotten into it. There is not a more wholesome show ever, and I'm, I'm including Ted Lasso in that. I'm including everything in wow, there. Wow, that is impressive. Bob. Bob's Burgers is the most wholesome show ever put to television. One of our mutual coworkers is she's been like ranting about how good this show is, and I was just like, it seems really dumb. 
And it's, it's nobody's giving me an explanation as why I should be watching Bob's. You can't. All you just watch the show, and then all of a sudden you're the Grinch at the end of the movie, and your heart grows three sizes bigger. <laughs> like literally, that's what it is. It is a regular ass family with a ton of quirky children because the dad's obviously kind of a weirdo and the mom's obviously kind of weirdo. Mm-hmm. So they have a bunch of little weirdo kids, and they're all like young like the oldest one is barely about to be a teenager and she knows she likes butts and she doesn't know why (laughs) and like you know and she's trying to grow up and be a responsible like strong woman she Mm -hmm. doesn't really know what that means either everyone has their own thing they're financially not doing great because the dad is living his dream which is operating a restaurant that serves burgers because Mm -hmm. he loves burgers and they live in the apartment over the restaurant in this tiny little coastal town and the episodes are about like just whatever like you Mm -hmm. know there there might be like a pageant a, 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 a talent contest at school you know, they're, and, and they, they decide to do it about Thomas Edison, and they write a musical about Flopsy the Elephant, who Edison murdered, and then they make the whole thing about how Edison's a killer and Tesla's a good guy. And it all just happens through these children and their great little school play about Flopsy the Elephant. There's, it's a wonderful show, and by the time you're done with literally any episode, you will be the happiest person. Mm. Um, can It's one of those shows, a lot like The Simpsons, where you can... Set your watch by and know you're going to have a good time with every single Halloween episode and every single Thanksgiving episode and every single Christmas episode. Okay. You know that you can just sit down for those and you're going to have an amazing time and they're going to be awesome. Like Charlie Brown Christmas, awesome. Like you're just going to come away just feeling the holidays with those. Yeah. Uh, Are you excited about the fact the movie's going to be a musical? Yes, absolutely. They okay, so they do a. This is something you don't know about Bob's Burgers. Is there is I know in, nothing about Bob's Burgers in so. nearly every single episode a um, brand new, unique little song, hmm. um, and it's not always like done um, like to song and dance like a musical would be. Sometimes it's just in the background and they're singing about what is happening in the show, mm-hmm. but there's always a song because whatever new song is playing over the end credits. And if they didn't come up with a new song in the show that they played during the show, when you get to the credits, they came up with a song about the show that's just wow. going to play over the credits. There's always a song. And they've done a few musical episodes as well. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is coming out this year? Movie-wise, uh, there's the Lightyear movie that's coming out, the Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, Lightyear looks awesome. I'm going to be watching that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Are you going to theater watch that one? Or wait yeah, it's Pixar. I, yeah. I always watch Pixar movies in theaters. Yeah. I got to. Uh, John Wick's supposed to come out this year, right? John Wick Chapter 4? I'm almost positive, yeah. I, I, I think like summertime. Yeah, I thought that it was going to get pushed back, or I thought I had heard something about it pushed back, but I before I even put this in the notes, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to double-check that and Google that. And mm-hmm. So yeah, the John Wick Chapter 4. Um, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, give me more John Wick. Always give me sure. more John Wick. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder coming out this year? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a day one for us. That's yeah. an easy I mean, one. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You don't even have to ask us twice. No, I like I haven't like I like I feel like I haven't seen enough like good Taika Waititi in the last couple like years. That's because you need to sit down and watch what we do in the show. I do need to sit down and like binge that. <laughs> you want to talk show. about a wholesome, fun ass show? Like that is one of the best. I've, I've got like halfway through the first season and I love it, and then I always just you haven't even got sit down the, and the watch movie something crossover else. yet. Because there's, <laughs> no, a, there's a movie crossover that. Happens. Ooh, okay, yeah, I'm into it. That sounds fun. Oh, let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, uh, the one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to this year mm-hmm. is Jordan Peele's Nope. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously anything Jordan Peele makes, like, give it to me. Zero about this movie. Mm -hmm. We've seen a picture of a cloud, and it says, nope, and it says Jordan Peele, and I'm just like, put it in my face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, It's kind of scary just thinking about what it could be about. I don't know. Did you ever read uh, Chuck Palahniuk's Haunted? No, I did not. A very, very simple title, obviously. Um, And every chapter is just like, what are these people haunted by? And just telling the most horrifying, like, vomit-inducing, like, cold, sweat-inducing stories you've ever heard. So Haunted was, like, a very broad, like, okay, what am I getting into? Ah, fuck, no, get this out of my brain now. I'm going to put that on my reading list. You should. Um, that's what I get from this title. Nope. Mm. To me, when someone goes, nope, they run screaming in fear the other way, and I'm, right. I'm ready for it. I'm into right. it. Uh, are you excited for the Black Adam movie? Because sure. this is the spinoff of Shazam. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, you know, it's going to be more of the Shazam universe, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I love Shazam. The movie was great. Um, I can't wait to see another one. But uh, yeah, Black Adam sounds like a lot of fun. The, the, the Rock has needed to be a superhero for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think this is he's, a he's, great like, one Black for Adam, him. Kind of like an anti-hero character. Yeah, that, so. that scans. He did, I mean, he, he, the, the Rock, it's so hard to like cast him as a straight up good guy because he kind of looks like a big cartoon character. He does. Yeah, absolutely. I think more excited than Black Adam, though, I'm more excited for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yeah, Part 1, though. Like, I know. Fuck, when they man. when they made that announcement like a couple months or like a month back, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah, we're uh, Part 1, huh? Okay, okay. And we all know Sony is making like the best animation ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Spider-Verse is incredible. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines tore my heart out. Like, what a wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they, they're, they're just doing great shit. So, yeah, more Spider-Verse. Yeah, they need to. They need to put that out and compete with Arcane. Because mm-hmm. Arcane, man, they're giving you a run for your money <laughs> in, in that animation in, in, in department. quality of animation, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Verse, I just look at it and I go I mean I want more but where do we go from here yeah and I mean guess we could go anywhere because now the Spider-Verse is wide open mm-hmm. and I know that at the end of Spider-Verse spoilers post credit scene we got to see my favorite Spider-Man uh, Miguel O'Hara yeah and so he's Spider-Man 2099 and I'm like oh he's gonna be in the next one I can't wait Ooh, yeah. <laughs> another CD list character that I just loved growing up I just thought it was so fantastic oh Hocus Pocus 2 coming out yeah um weird yeah. super weird wasn't expecting the entire that. cast back together we're gonna be doing the whole thing i'm pretty sure sarah sarah jessica parker is now much older than bed midler was then when they Probably. filmed the first one yeah yeah so i mean yeah, but still very cool i mean yeah. we'll see what happens i hope they're way better Will jones is already confirmed it can be coming back yeah yeah like the whole everybody's coming back right? i hope they're way better about you know like the, the witch stuff like there, there's a lot of room to grow in the way that we represent you know strong women now versus then so sure. it should be interesting it's true uh, it, and that's going to be one of those ones that I believe comes to theaters and Disney Plus like at the exact same time. They're oh yeah, like, it's Halloween. We're just going to put it out. Go ahead and watch it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think there's too many other movies that I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, the Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Of course, it? yeah, Black Panther. That'll be like the end of this year if we end up getting it this year. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that but may get pushed back. I think it might. A bit. I mean, Black Panther too. Like we don't we don't know where we're going with this or yeah. what they're doing or who it's going to be. Um, How much you're going to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, if they don't make the first 30 minutes of me just 
of the movie make it in such a way that I just want to cry the whole time, then they probably haven't been doing their jobs, right? Yeah, because like it can't. It probably won't be Shuri. It won't be Michael B. Jordan. Like, mm. like what are we going to do? I think Shuri's supposed to be the next logical like Black Panther, but the question on everybody's minds is how do we get there? Because they promise they're not going to just CG Chadwick Boseman into the movie and then have something happen to him. Yeah. So whatever they did or doing. The writers have taken their time to figure this one out. That's fair. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it was already supposed to be out by now. And they would said that they wouldn't do the movie until they felt they were at a place where they they could do it. Yeah. And do it, and do it justice for him. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm really looking forward to what they come up with. Um, I mean, obviously, I love uh, Lupita Nyong'o. She'd be a really good, mm-hmm. a really good Black Panther. That'd be interesting. Yeah, there's a lot we can do. Oh, I, I would vote for Winston Duke. <laughs> he's just massive ma- like like you know he's just like yeah, rah, rah, rah. like <laughs> that would be hilarious with, with the with the big club and then he gets the armor and then he's just unstoppable yeah the Mbaku character fuck yeah, yeah. Hector I gotta know because we've known each other a long time and mm-hmm. I know a lot about your movie preferences and mm-hmm. your favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. I know that you're a big fan of James Cameron's Avatar huge fan yes. I, I am not so much but I respect the hustle on this one and mm-hmm. I know that you love it are you actually excited to see Avatar 2 come out? Yeah, very. James Cameron doesn't release a movie without like knowing he worked his fucking balls off on it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things James Cameron is. He's, you know, um, unflinching. He is completely incapable of compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, an overspender and uh, a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. But he's not fucking lazy, and he's that never and he's never released a movie that he didn't think was like poised to change the industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very excited for any James Cameron movie that's ever come out. There's this funny joke, um, funny joke. There's this running joke in um, the show Entourage, if you've ever seen it, mm-hmm. where uh, there uh, the, the show follows a fake Hollywood star through actual L.A. And his fake entourage of friends as they just navigate this insanely rich lifestyle they've landed in from that's being, the one where, like, like all the actors from New Jersey. Right? Yes, not, not, not the main cast, but like the other actors. Yes, but everyone else is an actual like just themselves yeah. in L.A. doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interesting show. Not really. It's mostly just boobs and like weird shenanigans. But it's fun. It's entertaining. Right. But anyway, the the whole thing is like as his popularity as the main character's popularity as a star keeps growing. Someone says James Cameron wants you for his Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, everyone's like, I am so fucking down for James Cameron's Aquaman. Are you fucking kidding me I mean, right that's now? That's the whole thing, right? His, yeah. His, being under the he loves ocean. water, yeah. loves space, loves, you know, submarines and nature. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it's going to be big. And you can just watch Avatar, watch the first one. With just a lens for how much this guy is just in love with nature and like everything around him. <laughs> okay, a couple quick fires just as we wrap this whole thing up. Sure. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's, the first one was fine. I still need to watch the first one, so. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers? Um, that's going to be a giant thumbs down until I see like a trailer. I still don't know what I'm getting. No. Am I getting like. Well, I mean, you're getting Chris Pratt as Mario. Right, am I getting so. like, like, like rendered Mario like in Super Mario Odyssey but with Chris Pratt's like flappy little voice mm-hmm. do I get Chris Pratt in like red and blue overalls like running around <laughs> in pipes what am I getting right. I don't know and I'm scared I'm genuinely scared we also what happened to Sonic Me you too. know how long it took them to fix Sonic yeah so the last big one that should be coming out this year 
and this is one's kind of a big deal when you think about it, is going to be the Flash. Yeah, that one is going to be a very big deal. I this think. is the one that we've only gotten a teaser trailer for, and we know that Michael uh, Keaton's Batman has shown back up. Ooh, yeah, super into that. Okay, so we're doing we're doing, we're, Flashpoint. We're doing Flashpoint. So yeah, that could go anywhere. They, I mean, it this looks is, like we're getting a bunch. This of This is their multiverse movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. This is I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just because of the slate of superheroes the Flash came out with Ezra Miller's Flash. It, I mean, it could go either way. It could be actual shit, but it could also be awesome. Yeah. Like, like there's really no way to tell. I love. A lot of what was added to the Flash in um, the Snyder cut of yeah. um, Justice League of Justice League, like that was really well done. It made him into an actual character and not a goofy idiot, yeah. which I loved. He literally saved the entire day mm-hmm. um, instead of not doing anything in the whole in the Joss <laughs> yeah. Whedon cut. But yeah, um, I don't know. The Flash could be cool. It, it definitely has that potential, but it also has the potential to be a lot like the rest of those movies. So I don't know. I don't know, man. So let's jump into some video games. Yeah, there's so much coming out. So, yeah. so, so much coming out. So, I mean, obviously some of the big ones have already started kind of hitting God of War for PCs right around the corner. Oh, yeah, right? that comes out today or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be a pretty exciting one. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise just came out. Yep, Monster people. Hunter Rise hit PC. Um, I'm waiting for the uh, expansion to come out this summer, and then I'm just going to dive into it. Yeah. There, honestly, I looked through the video game list, and I feel like... And, and this is somebody who loves the video game industry, mm-hmm. but also realizes it's been a really rough couple of years for the video game industry. I didn't yeah. see a ton of stuff this year that I went like, oh my God. So like in February, this, that's February is the big month, right? February is the big one we have coming down. The I pipe, wanted to yeah. play Saifu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks great. Which is this action game. And when you die, your character ages. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he's a martial artist. So he like learns from his experience every time he dies. Mm-hmm. Very original. Um, there is the, uh, in February, we also have Horizon for, uh, Forbidden West. Yep. Right. We have Elden big Ring. The, yeah. It equally is big, maybe right. even bigger. Yeah. So we got Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring. Those are going to take up like all of my Also, like, these things come out within the same week as each other and also the Destiny Witch Queen expansion. Yep. Like... Fuck. The end of February is just like, by the way, you thought you had a life. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, literally nothing's allowed to come out in March, except it, it, it stuff's coming out in March. Yeah, I mean, Gran Turismo's coming out, and that's going to be a big deal for some people. Yep, Triangle Strategy. We get to see what that's actually called, maybe. Right. And, unless they leave it called Triangle I'm, Strategy. I'm, I'm, God, I fucking hate that name. <laughs> it is such a gorgeous game with such a gorgeous soundtrack. I played the demo on my Switch, said, yes, this is Final Fantasy Tactics, but a modern version, I want this. Yep. Please change the name from Triangle Strategy. To anything. To literally anything. Yeah. You could call it like fingers and buttholes, and I'd be like, that's better than Triangle Strategy. You could have called it Grid Strategy, and I'd be like, you know what? That's, that's, that, that, that's, that's apt. Yep, yeah, that is an accurate description of this game. <laughs> um, there's a Pathfinder game coming out on March 1st, which is kind of cool. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Pathfinder, it's... Back in the day, D&D used to suck. Yeah. And so a bunch of people who loved D&D but didn't want it to suck made a game called Pathfinder. They made a better D&D. And then they turned around and made a better D&D. So there it is. So a lot of people are excited for Pathfinder as a video game because it's just essentially another D&D video game for them. Mm, yeah. So uh, let's see. What other fun things that are coming out? Oh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. That is a very niche title that's going to be coming out. Okay. Uh, something for people like me who love fighting games. Who love anime fighting games like oh, Guilty it's a, Gear. That's right. It, it is a fighting game based on Persona 4 specifically. Right, right. And so this is a game that actually previously existed. 
Um, but now it's it only existed on like the PS3 or something. It was, oh, okay. it was either PS3 or Vita or something like that. Okay. And now it's getting a kind of a remaster and a re-release, and it's coming out on PC, and everybody's yeah. kind of going like, "Bro, as long as you put some rollback." Yeah, I was gonna say it needs it's gonna need some rollback netcode <laughs> if it's getting on PC. Yeah. Um, One of the weird things that I'm kind of excited for mm-hmm. is the Starship Troopers PC game. Yeah, I. I mean, I need to see some of it, it's, but it's, yeah. It's, but it's just like the fact that we're getting in the year of our Lord 2022 a Starship Troopers game. I feel like you could do anything with a Starship Troopers That's game. You, you could can. do a first person shooter. You could do, you know, an RTS. You could do a world builder, you know. And the thing about Starship Troopers is you always have to, when you approach it, there's always the question of is it Heinlein or is it the movie? Because I, these are two different Starship yeah, Troopers. Yeah, yeah, Heinlein or Verhoeven, right? So, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone's making Heinlein Starship <laughs> Troopers anymore, like straight up. I don't think that... We have we have the Expanse. We have, we have really good, you know, uh, sci-fi. Maybe not too many with, like, a lot of different established alien races fighting each we other. We have Dune. Yeah, we have Dune. Um, no, I think everyone wants to make Verhoeven Starship Troopers because that's just a really good way to think about Starship Troopers. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Oh, yeah. that's both, good. I'm, I'm picking that one up. But both of us played the demo for this and like, this seems goofy. And then we played it and we're like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a Final Fantasy Devil May Cry game. Yeah, straight up. Like, I, you know, saw the trailer. It's like chaos. And it's like, all right, well, that seemed a little goofy. Start playing it, and yeah, it feels like... You yeah. put that chaos in my face, please. Oh, yeah, it feels like Neo slash Devil May Cry, but with like a healthy like bit of like Final Fantasy under the hood for like and, magic and, systems. And the thing about that I love so much about it, and if you haven't played or seen a demo of it, is that so Final Fantasy has a class system, right? Mm-hmm. And so in Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy fourteen, to play a new class, you equip that weapon and you yep. become that class. And that's effectively what they're doing in this single-player game. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could be a fighter with a sword, then bust out your lance and become a dragoon, and your moveset changes, and you become that class. Yep, and you can swap uh, them on the, fly. on the fly. You can swap them mid-combo. It is nuts. Yeah, it looks so cool. Uh, one thing that a lot of people are looking forward to is Weird West. Yeah, Weird West looks really fucking cool, honestly. It's it, like this like weird like RPG strategy-esque title. Mm-hmm. It's in this like Weird West really fills the, the the name speaks for itself, right? Yeah. It looks like it's gonna be one of those people uh, games that like if you're a fan of things like Disco Elysium, you're gonna be yeah. super into this. Yeah, very much so. It seems like it's trying to take you on a little journey, you yeah. know, with uh, and, uh, like storytelling in the best way an indie can mm-hmm. is with you know style. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Stalker Two: Heart of Chernobyl. We do need to talk about this game for a minute. Yeah. We do need to talk about Heart of Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, for a we minute. do. Because Heart of Chernobyl was. It, it had a rough time recently. Yeah, they um, they decided to jump on a very specific bandwagon, um, which is weird. You you imagine a game that and and I mean an audience can correct me if I'm wrong, but Stalker One came out a really really long time ago, and the Clear Sky expansion came out after that. It's about um, post-apocalypse. It's post-apocalypse. Russia. It's metro, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's post-apocalypse. It's Russia. It's uh, radiation and scarce resources yeah. and bullets that don't work and guns that don't work and, and mutated things everywhere. 
And the first game came out, and it was a very small but very strong cult classic yes. that you know people swore by. And it, it without that, we would have never gotten the Metro series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get all the way to Stalker Two, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to make this game, and it's going to have incredible graphics, just like the last one, but modern, you know, for now. And we're going to do all this stuff with it." And it's like, "Cool, cool, cool, cool." I can't believe y'all were even given permission to make this. Like, yeah. here we go. I hope you guys move some units. Yeah, and then they announced that uh, they wanted to do some promotions for the game, so they were um, adding NFTs to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be we'll be talking a whole lot about NFTs in the future, but all mm-hmm. we need to know for right now is that they're small but vocal and adamant and loving fan base basically told them, if you do this, we're not buying your game. Yep. And this is coming from the core fan base. Not all the people they're trying to entice with trailers, but the people who stuck by this game and this property for 10 years, I think, at least. Longer than that. Jake. I think it's yeah. a lot longer yeah. than that. But, um, yeah, and, you know, within a few days, they walked it back. They're like, oh, we we fucked up. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. We're walking this back. We're not adding any of this shit to the game. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, Cool. No, don't, no, don't fuck it up again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, NFTs are something that we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about in the near future. But this is the fun episode. Yeah. This is the stuff we're looking forward to. Um, feel free to jump in at any point if you see something that you on, on the list that you want to kind of talk about. Yeah. Um, there was a game that was pushed back this last year, which was Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Yeah. Um, it looks really interesting. It's a very narrative-driven game. Um, it's not quite a visual novel. Um it definitely does. It, it, it's definitely more of a. It's not quite Bloodlines, where it's a right. full video game, mm-hmm. but it's also not quite a visual novel. It kind of meets somewhere in the middle. Okay, like there, you know, you're you're moving through the story, but there's still some some meat to bite down on. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm all about that. That sounds great. Yeah. Anything until we get Bloodlines too, we just have to make do with what we can. Vampire the Masquerade wise. Exactly. I, I'm so hard up for Vampire the Masquerade content that I'm in the middle of writing a Vampire the Masquerade game right now, and I have not done that in like a decade. Yep. Yeah. That's how hard up for content I am for this thing. Yeah. No. Hopefully it comes out soon. Uh, let's see. Forspoken looks really good. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Forspoken was one of those ones that I'm like that trailer looks really good, but that game, that name is so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those weird. Names. Um, what was that uh, one Square Enix game called for the longest time that ended up being something else? Uh, something that's not Triangle Strategy. Yeah, something that's not Triangle Strategy. But yeah, weird names. But for Spoken looks cool. It's really starting to like gel into an actual game. I think. Mm. Um, man, I, there's another Saints Row this year. Yeah, so that's a big one for me. Like, yeah, I like love Saints Row Three. I, I cannot be fucked to play a GTA game. No, no, no. Like, it just, I lose interest within two hours. That's why mm-hmm. I've never picked up Red Dead Redemption. I'm just going to, you know, play two hours of it and be like, well, there we are. I don't see, excuse me. I have the same problem with Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I get into it, play two hours, I'm bored. I used to play the fuck out of Morrowind. Yeah. Skyrim, I get in there and I'm just like, uh. And yet, Saints Row is one of those series that, like, yeah. It's an open world. Mm-hmm. It, it does all the things that GTA does, except it just does it so much more ridiculously yep. that I'm just like, I mean, this is a game series that had a dildo as a, as a bat. Yep. yep. That you beat people with. Like, whatever reason, I'm sorry, audience, that I can be immature sometimes, but the idea of beating somebody to death with a dildo bat is hilarious to me. It's awesome. It, 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 it has like a really like strong handle and it's only floppy yeah. at the end. They had a literal dubstep gun. The gun yeah. shot dubstep. Like, 
If you took someone looking at a GTA game and he went, well, why are we doing all this boring shit? It's a video game. Put some life into it. Those people are the people who made Saints Row. Yeah. And they realize that people don't want to pretend. You know what no one ever does for longer than like two seconds? Pretend to follow all the street laws in a GTA game. Mm-hmm. They just end up ignoring the roads and driving around, even though it looks like completely plausible real life. Yeah. They just plowing into civilians and, you know, running over curbs willy-nilly. Because so none of it I, matters. I agree with that. But weirdly, and this is kind of GTA adjacent, one of the games that I did play years ago was L.A. Noir. Oh, yeah. And that's the one where you play a detective, and like the whole point of it was this expensive ass motion capture system that they use for faces. Yeah. And you were supposed to like watch a person's face and try and see if you could pick up on their lying based on their facial stuff. And I remember playing at least through a good chunk of that game, like abiding by every fucking like traffic light. Like, because I'm, I'm a cop. Like, yep. that's my whole thing is I need, I need to be like abiding by the rules and like, you know, going and stopping at, at stoplights and all this. And like, but yeah, in a GTA universe, you're just like, fuck that. Like, why would I even yeah. give a shit about it? Yeah, yeah, cops don't care unless I like openly kill someone in front of them. Right. Like, like they, they do not mind what yeah. I do with my car. But a new Saints Row. So here's my thing about the new Saints Row games. We saw the initial trailer for it. Oh, and yeah. It, and it, the initial trailer looked like it was a little bit serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People was, were not happy with that first like, trailer. It looked like it had a couple goofy things, but it was really more serious. Like, oh, we're going to go back to the serious Saints Row 1, which Saints Row 1 was a little bit serious. It was. It, it's the least popular of the series. Mm-hmm. And then they showed the second trailer, and they're like, all right, so here's cars jumping from rooftops. And everybody went, there it is. Yeah. That's what we fucking need. There's a rocket launcher on the back of that car. That's what we're asking for. Yeah. yeah. Like, bring the ridiculousness back to Saints Row. Yeah, I need to be able to make like a 300 pound like Italian woman character that can like straight up to like t- steal a car by diving ass first through the windshield and kicking the driver out the side right. door. Like that's that's my Saints Row. If you've never Row. played a Saints Row game, every single game in the series up until this point has escalated the ridiculousness of it yep. to the point where if I believe, if, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, in like the fourth game they're like so you're the president and you have superpowers. Yep. Go kill the moon. Yep. That's straight up how the fourth game went. You got so powerful that eventually it was like, so you still have those superpowers from that one DLC from the, the last game that was just like, this is just as ridiculous as we can make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do the whole game like this now. Yeah. Yeah. You're being invaded by aliens. Um, there are towers. Normally, video games would make you climb them. You're going to fly to the top and then just, like, break everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Good shit. So not a whole lot of other stuff to talk about in the world of video games. One of the things we do have to at least pay a mention to, I know that we were talking about Skyrim, mm-hmm. but this is supposed to be the year that uh, Bethesda's Starfield is supposed to come out. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so imagine... Bethesda's Starfield is their Skyrim in space. Yes. Yeah. And they've been talking about it for a very long time. Um... Bethesda's now owned by Microsoft. Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft, are, which is the only reason I have to even remotely look forward to this They're game. They're beholden to Microsoft at this right, point. Right. They have given the date of November 11th at this point. Mm-hmm. Do we, as fans and air quotes of Bethesda, believe that under the guidance of Microsoft, that the product of Starfield can come out and not have what we've affectionately called their uh, called Bethesda jank to a game. Um, God, I hope so. I mean, fuck. <laughs> it, 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 there's a lot of question marks. Yeah. You know how how beholden are they to that date? You know, is Microsoft giving them the leeway they need to just like push back against people who say that the game needs to come out yeah. at a certain date instead of at a certain level of completeness? Yeah. 
Um, is it still the same fucking engine with all the same bullshit on it? Um, I believe this is supposed to be the new iteration of their engine. I would hope so. That was the big reason it took so long to make, is they were like, the reason Starfield is taking so long is it's the new version of the Bethesda engine. Okay. I mean, God, I yeah. I Look, I want it to be good. I wanted all their games to be good. I wanted Fallout 3 to be good. It was yeah. terrible. I wanted Fallout 4 to be good. It was terrible. New Vegas, I've heard, is amazing, new and Vegas I'm willing to so believe it. Good. But um, I, it's too old now. Remake it. Remaster it. I'll yeah. play that one. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no. I, I mean, they always, own Obsidian too now. Yeah, so exactly. So yeah, I've always wanted them to make something good. Just just do that. I haven't been into an RPG like that in a really long time. Probably since like The Witcher 3. Um, you know, just throw in something with meaning. Put some world building in there. Put in good quests. Don't, you know, have me running around fetching bear asses. And uh, it's in space, so it would be space bear asses. Space bear asses, and uh, don't make the entire point. Oh my god, I need to chase my father right now, and then I fuck off for sixty hours until I get to that mission. Right. Like you know, just make it create a sense of urgency. Yeah, no, not even that. To create a world where the urgency is where it's supposed to be, and it's not where it's not. Right. You know, and that's that's all that needs to matter. Make you know, make time pass normally, and let me miss things. Right. Let 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 me have to discover things on my own. Don't hold my hand. Don't put Give a little me blip. A reason to replay it. Yeah. Don't put a little blip on my compass. That is the only way to find certain objectives because I'd never find it with the just by looking at the world around me. Don't mm. do that shit. Makes for a bad game. Yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap this whole thing up. We've covered everything from TV to movies to video games. How are you feeling about the world, the nerdy world of 2022? I mean, it's pretty good. We're about to go watch like a show based on Boba Fett and then another one based on, you know, James Gunn's Peacemaker played by John <laughs> Cena. I think it's going to be a pretty good at least the first half of the year. Yeah. And we'll see what comes down the line. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a good year. Rumor has it you may be working with me again sometime. Yep, soon. fingers crossed. We'll be getting that taken care of here pretty <laughs> soon, and uh, yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about. But like we kind of said at the beginning of the show, and I just want to reiterate this again: the last couple of years have been rough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, please always feel that you know if you need to chat, you can reach out. You know at uh, G and G Cast on Twitter. Like I said, I'm on there all the time. If you just want to say hi or say that things kind of suck right now, and yeah. I, I will commiserate with you. Um, that's everything that we have for the show this week. Don't forget that you can head over to patreon.com slash gnggcast to become a patron of our show. Again, next week we will be recording the PT episode and releasing that for our patrons probably that weekend when I can get around to editing it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you can head over to facebook.com slash gnggcast where you can chat with us. And also, again, like I said, at gnggcast on Twitter. Until next time, for Hector, this is James. For James, this is Hector. Everyone, good night. And good game.